You know how to book flights and hotels. All you're missing is a tool to plan the travel experiences you'll have once you arrive. That's why you need Viator. Book guided tours, activities, excursions, and more in one place to make your trip truly unforgettable. Viator has over 300,000 travel experiences to choose from. Everything from simple tours to extreme adventures and all the niche, interesting stuff in between. So you can plan something that everyone you're traveling with will enjoy. Real traveler reviews give the inside scoop from people who've already been on the experiences you're considering. So you can plan with confidence. Free cancellation helps you plan for the unexpected. And 24-7 customer support means you can travel worry-free. Download the Viator app now and use code Viator10 for 10% off your first booking in the app. Find travel experiences for you. Do more with Viator. What's the easiest choice you can make? Window instead of middle seat? Picking a vendor who sends a great gift basket? Outsourcing business tasks you hate? What about selling with Shopify? Whether you're selling a little or a lot, Shopify helps you do your thing, however you cha-ching. Shopify is the global commerce platform that helps you sell at every stage of your business. From the launch your online shop stage to the first real-life store stage, all the way to the did we just hit a million orders stage, Shopify is there to help you grow. Whether you're selling scented soap or offering outdoor outfits, Shopify helps you sell. Wherever and whatever you're selling, Shopify's got you covered. Sign up for a $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash try. Go to shopify.com slash try now to grow your business, no matter what stage you're in. Shopify.com slash try. My name is Don Stott. I am a father who experienced estrangement from one of my adult children firsthand. Welcome to Beyond the Pain, a place where parents of estranged adult children can find peace and healing. In each episode, I hope to share stories that'll help you through some of your darkest hours. To bring this out of the shadows and stop being ashamed. Then to build you up and inspire you to love yourselves even more. Hello, I want to start by reminding you that I am not a therapist or a doctor. I'm just a guy who's been there and wants to help you have a life past our estranged children. If you need mental help coping with this or have thoughts of hurting yourself or someone else, please seek professional help. Hello, in this week's episode, I would like to talk about how to protect yourself and your heart. I was recently reminded about this when a member of our group stated that they were going to stop reaching out to their estranged children. I think all of us, at one point or another, go through some version of this during our estrangement. So when do you stop reaching out? When do you stop trying? That is a really, really tough call. There's 
as with most things regarding this, there's no right or wrong answer in this. It's all dependent on you and where you're at with things. I went through this several times during my estrangement. I would get feeling strong, fed up with trying, either getting no responses or getting very snippy responses, biting. And then at that point, you start the process all over again in some respects, the estrangement. Then there were times I would get to the point of just missing the communication and missing them, missing our our child or our grandchild or, in my case, even my daughter-in-law. So I would reach out. And up until we reconciled, those almost always went unnoticed or unanswered, I should say. Now, no one can tell you what's best for you. In my opinion, you, you need to ask yourself a few questions. Like, will reaching out serve a purpose for me? There comes a time you, you really have to start thinking of you and not just them. Now, that's very hard to do. You may well have a long, you may well for a long time not be able to do that, and that's okay. But if you don't think about yourself and your own heart, then who else will? Even if you have a spouse and they are very supportive like I did, they can't make the hurt completely go away. They just can't. As much as they might want to, they can't. So you have to find it in yourself to guard your heart and to do what you need to to get through all of this. So that one of the other questions I, I happen to think is important is, why are you reaching out? There might be various reasons, but why are you reaching out? Are you really being genuine and trying to fix things or open the lines of communication? Or are you being a little passive-aggressive and trying to either guilt them or make them feel bad about the rift and their part in it? I did these things, and it really got me nowhere. It actually made things worse. I, I was a bit passive-aggressive and posted things I regret now. And it, like I said, it didn't, didn't turn out well. So another question, are you in the right frame of mind to be reaching out? Kind of goes with the, the other question, the previous question, but some of that will depend on your answers to the other questions. I mean, it makes a big difference. I went down several roads during my estrangement from being so 
pissed at them that I could just spit. And I would reach out, usually via text or Facebook Messenger. Or, like I said before, I was depressed and missing them. And anywhere in between, I... I had many different levels, I guess you could say, of things that happened. Now, there were times when I reached out when there was just some important family things going on I wanted them to know. But more often than not, it was it was about me when I was reaching out. Another thing, are you okay with not getting responses? So before you do reach out, realize you may not get a response. Many of us, most of us, don't get a response until they are ready. It sucks. It's not fair. It's not right. But it does seem to be the way it goes. So if you keep trying to reach out, you need to make peace with the fact that you may not get any response. On the flip side, how will you react if you do get a response? This is very important. Depending on how, re how you do react, that could guide you through the next phase, whatever that is. Now, if you're closed off and angry or hurt and just not open to listen, that will come across. Now, let me be clear. I'm not saying you're wrong if that's where you are. You just need to acknowledge that to yourself, that that's where you are. Now, what if the door is open and they, they or what if they open the door? Will you be able to really listen? Now listen, although it's probably not our fault, or at least we have no idea if it's something we really did that caused it because we're just cut off, if we want to reconcile, and some of us don't, and that's okay, we need to be ready to hear some potentially hard things even if they're not true or not totally true. That's not easy to do. However, if they do open the door, at least they're willing to talk. That's more than many of us get. In my case, my son prefaced what he said with something like, this may be hard for you to hear, but... So at least I know, or I knew, that he was thinking about that. Now, when I replied in my responses to him, I let him know something similar, but that this was, from my point of view, from my perspective, and I took it point by point, and he had a number of them. Some of the things I had no idea about, and some of them 
were just not the way they were presented. And so I explained, like I said, from my perspective, debunked a few things, and that made a big difference, I think. So that goes to how do you talk, meaning should you talk on the telephone, email, text, in person? How would be the best way to do this? I can see there's cases for all the different options and all the, the, the pros and cons for some of them, but it's something to think about. If you actually speak on the phone, think about this. You'll be having a conversation. They're going to be saying what they want to say. And you'll want, or they'll want, to stop at every point. Well, you did this to me. Stop. Let's talk about that. But it's not just going to be a, hey, I did this. Stop and let's talk about it. It's going to be, yeah, I did this, or, or you did this, you did this, you did this. You're going to want to interrupt them. That's going to make them mad. And it very likely could get heated and go nowhere. Now, if you meet in person, you're likely to have a lot of that same stuff. Only think about the fact that you'll be able to see their face you'll that they'll be able to see your face and sometimes those facial expressions that you don't even know you do or they don't know they do roll their eyes my kids are famous for rolling their eyes and that could trigger you to just close or various other things. So sometimes people don't realize they're, they're doing these kinds of things. And now, if you throw into the mix that if your relationship or the, the person's personality, yours or theirs, is at all volatile, an in-person may not be a good idea. Even if there's another person present as a, as a buffer, whether that's a counselor or just a friend, may not be a good idea. I could see where that could turn out pretty ugly. Now, if you use the email option, you may have more time to process what's being said without any of those other distractions and vent to yourself or your spouse, then you could probably craft a better response rather than them seeing your facial emotions or your vo hearing your vocal emotions. So those things aren't involved. So in, in my thought, if it can happen, it might be a good option. Now, texting in this day and age, especially, I, I won't say only the our kids, but because I do a fair amount of texting myself, 
but that also um, a, a lot of the kids do, whether it's texting or what are the other chat programs they have. So personally, I feel like that's not a great option because you're going to feel the need to reply right away. And then sometimes sometimes you can't get things across the same way you might be able to with a letter or email. And once you hit send on that text message, there's no going back. So you may say something that you really didn't think through. Whereas with a letter or an email, you could read over it and read over it and read over it and, you know, define a little more, in my opinion. Regardless of how you decide to communicate, if you do, be ready for some things that are not pleasant. Now, try to take a step back and see if there was any validity to what they're saying. If there is, you know what? Own it. Now, if you can explain that you didn't know it hurt them, that's great. If what they're saying is nothing like how it was, then explain it from your perspective and see how that goes. It is very important, and I'm sure a lot of you guys have heard this with other things, but it's very important to use a lot of I statements. I feel this way. I see it that way. I did this. Try not to just say, you're a brat, you're a horrible child, why couldn't you listen to me? Try. It is difficult. Now, many of them clearly think they were wronged for doing something, so it makes sense to them. So again, you know, the, the, the I statements, the taking a step back, really look and see if anything they're saying you know, you need to own. And if you do, do that. So I, I hope some of this has helped and resonates with a few of you at least and helps you face some of the challenge of making it through this estrangement. Again, if, if you don't protect yourself, if you don't guard your own heart, if you don't take care of you, nobody else can. They just can't. It's always good to have people in your corner. People can help you, but they can't do it for you. So it's real important for you to take ownership of that. And I, uh, like I said, I hope that some of this does help. So until next time, please remember to share my podcast. Email me if you'd like. Um, this is, again, about all of our voices, not just me. 
If you are new to the podcast, welcome. You can find this on most of the major podcasting places like Apple, Spotify, Stitcher, Google, Podbean, and email me at beyondthepainpodcast at gmail.com. And please remember to live beyond the pain. Save big on Brunch for Mom, all in the Kroger app. Get 16-ounce packs of flavorful Angus 90% Lean Ground Sirloin for $4.99 each with a digital coupon. Then buy two, get two free on 12 packs of delicious Coca-Cola, Pepsi, or 7-Up, all with your card. Shop these deals at your local Kroger today. Or tap the screen now to download the Kroger app to save big today. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Prices and product availability subject to change. Restrictions apply. See site for details.